Hi, what's up, man? What's up, man? How you How doing? You doing? Pretty I'm good. doing well. We uh we had training today, and it's been like nice weather all week. And then today it was like 50 degrees. It's terrible. Of that's that's usually how it works, you know. Once the moment we started training again, it's 90 degrees out in the turf, so it's, it's that's how it works. Brutal, brutal. How is uh how is being back training? It's awesome. It's it's great because you know now we're all on like a more consistent schedule. Everyone's up in the morning early, getting in and out. So it's it's nice to have a bit more structure in there, and you know, each yeah. day. It like feel it felt so weird during the quarantine time. It was just like, well, what am I gonna do today? And there's no like yeah. set time that anything happens. So like the days just kind of flow together, and there's no breaks in it. Exactly. There's days where I wake up super early, get my stuff done. And there's days where I sleep in, and then I get my stuff done. I'm like, wow. Well, now what is? <laughs> Lots of Xbox being played as well. So, are you are you playing Warzone? Yeah, everyone's. I think the whole world's hooked on it at this moment. But yeah, I played a good amount of Warzone during this quarantine. So, what? Uh, where's your favorite place to land? Favorite place to land? I gotta go Boneyard. I know oh. Eric likes going to this random house in in the middle of nowhere where we always die. But I like to go to Boneyard. I feel like it's usually more successful. I uh, I enjoy storage. Storage. Oh, that's. Like. Oh, that's Storage gets heated real fast. Sometimes I drop in storage if I'm feeling pretty, pretty ballsy and lucky with myself. But yeah, that's yeah. that's so, where you yeah. go when you're feeling confident. When you're feeling confident, when you're like, yeah, quick drop before I go to bed. <laughs> exactly. Storage. All right, man. Um, to get started, if you just want to introduce yourself, what position you are, and what club you're currently playing for. All right. Hi everyone, I'm Brandon Eaton. I'm a central midfielder currently at Ford Madison FC and USL League One. Yeah, so you got to been, uh, I know you're a central midfielder, but you were kind of a defensive man. We'll talk about it later too, but then a little bit of right back action as well as now, uh, seems like Daryl is thinking you might be playing a little bit higher up in the midfield as well. So, sorry, I didn't quite. The service cut off a little bit there. What is that? I was saying, uh, Daryl was saying that you might be playing higher up in the attacking mid role. Some. Yeah, I've been, uh, since I came to Madison, I've been playing like as a more of like a ten. So you know, at this point, I'm adding a lot of versatility to my game, which only helps finding ways onto the field. So it's it's good. Absolutely. Um. So. Let's go back. Before we get to Madison, we'll go back to your youth career. Uh, where did you grow up playing? What did youth soccer look like for you? Uh, so I played a lot of rec up until I was 10 years old. And, you know, I for a rec player, I was decent. But I finally went to my first travel team in Chesapeake, Virginia. At the time, it was called CSSC, Chesapeake Select Soccer Club. Went there, played U11 for three years, probably the worst player on the team when I first started off. So that was a little bit of a struggle at first, but after about two, three years there, I, I got a lot better and I ended up moving from CSSC to a club where I finished up my youth uh, career called Beach FC, which is pretty, pretty close. Like I, I lived about 15 minutes from Virginia Beach and um, the club was Virginia Beach based. So I stayed there uh, up until I went off to college. So a majority of my youth career was spent at Beach FC. 
Yeah. So what was the the biggest difference? Because you come in at 11, you're one of the worst guys on the team. Obviously, by the time you are uh, heading into college, you aren't the worst on the team anymore. What yeah. is the, the biggest growth? Is it just playing around better players, just more time? What was kind of your development? I think a lot of it was being around better players, like technically better and seeing things that Coming from rec at first, I had never seen before. I was like, oh, well, I guess I've been passing. Because I, I started playing when I was four and got to more of a travel, higher level at, when I was 10. So that was six years of thinking I was playing the game right. But then when I come there, people are moving differently. There's different tactics and technique as well. So a lot of it was just experiencing something new and kind of adapting to it and kind of doing my extra stuff off to the side. And now, were you, were you a central mid at that point? Uh, and in my youth career, yeah, I played a lot of center mid. And sometimes the forward, I played as a nine center mid in my youth career. And so, yeah, I played, I played a lot more attacking roles, I guess, growing up. And then kind of flip-flop between like a defensive mid, center mid, like box-to-box -box midfielder. So you're you're playing in high school. Um, what what are you kind of thinking with with playing? Are you just all right? I'm enjoying it. Maybe I go to college for it. Are you thinking professional at all at that time? What's your thought process for soccer? Yeah, so I was one of those kids growing up that like I always thought I would be playing like in the Premier League. So for me, uh, I always wanted to play pro um, during my youth levels like I didn't even I wasn't really into the whole college recruitment I had no idea of like college soccer until honestly my junior year juniors junior year of high school was the first time I really was like oh college soccer sophomore year like toward, going into my junior year of high school so unfortunately I didn't get signed by Arsenal or any uh Premier League team but, they didn't come calling yeah they didn't come calling unfortunately I'm still waiting but yeah, that was kind of my mentality was I always wanted to play pro and play at the highest level I can. And that was kind of what was my driving force throughout high school and my club career. Yeah. So talk me through how you came upon what university to attend. What did that process look like? Yeah. So I had a pretty interesting uh, uh, college cycle. I, I was playing. I'll never forget. I played an ODP game. And I was playing really well, and Virginia Tech happened to watch the whole game, and that was the first interest I got from a college team. And it was also the college that my brother went to. So my brother went there. He was a mechanical engineer. So it almost seemed like the stars were aligned. I was like, oh, man, like I'm getting ACC school, wants me to come there. And my brother goes there as well, so he can make sure I, I do all my homework and all that and tutor me. So... I ended up getting recruited by them, uh, committed, went there for my first uh, fall semester and, and um, played, played a lot of games. I, I think I started maybe like 14 or 15 out of like 18 of our games. But at the end of the, the fall season, I wasn't really kind of clicking well with like kind of the, the program there and was missing home and certain friends that I grew up playing with. and. Fortunately, um, a 
team, a college team that also had a little bit of interest in me at VCU, Virginia Commonwealth University in Richmond, Virginia. Also, a couple guys that I grew up playing with and went to high school with also played there were having really good college careers. So I was like, well, closer to home, closer to all my closest friends. I think I performed pretty well with them as well. So it was kind of a no brainer to transfer and go to VCU as well. So I now, ended up finishing up my college career there. Yeah, was it? Because obviously, okay, there's a lot of benefits you see from going to VCU, but you're still, you go in, you're a freshman, you're getting a lot of starting time, you're playing a lot. Even though there's things that aren't clicking with the program, it's still hard to, you know, give that up when you don't know exactly what the new program will bring for you. Exactly. Um, I was really nervous because um, at that time, uh, VCU has, has been, was known to have a lot of quality players and I was in a position where I could have stayed where I knew I was comfortable but I felt if I went to VCU it would be more challenging I'd be around uh, what at the time was better players and um, it just seemed like the best place for my growth maybe not the safest place in terms of job security quote-unquote and playing time but in terms of my own growth I thought it was the best move to make it was pretty scary though, but <laughs> yeah. On a side note, were you was those the years that VCU was doing really good in basketball? Were you basketball, there those? Uh, I think that might have been because uh, I transferred there after the fall of twenty thirteen. So I think it was twenty eleven that they were uh, okay four or elite eight in basketball. All right, yeah, because my my cousin was a senior. I remember when they like went off that one year at VCU. So yeah. I heard all about it. Fortunately, I was nowhere near being there yet. But when I got there, they were still riding that wave when I, I transferred. So it was pretty cool. Yeah. So what's it what's it like transferring in? Because I think, you know, most most kids go to one university. You come in as a freshman with your group of freshmen. You don't know what's going on in the upperclassmen teach you kind of the ropes. Now, this time you're transferring. You're not a freshman. You have college experience. You know, you've been a starter at the college level but you're coming into a new locker room and you know, everyone else has been there and now you're like the, the odd man out coming in. What's that experience? Uh, it was, it was pretty strange. I like, again, I felt like a, a fresh camp or a freshman straight on campus again, all over like guys uh, treating me like I was new, um, treating me like a freshman as well. And honestly, I felt like I was part of the freshman class that ended up coming in for the next fall in 2014 at VCU. So it was definitely, it, it was definitely a big at like, you know, challenge transferring from one place where I went through my freshman ropes and coming to somewhere else. Where I'm like, all right, I'm experienced. I played in ACC. Uh, yeah, I, this will be easy. But I came to a new team, different kind of playing style as well that and tactics. So I was basically a, a new guy, new kid, again, that need to learn from the guys in ahead of them. So it was, it was different. It was different for sure. How'd, uh, how'd the sophomore season go? The sophomore season actually it ended up going very well for me. I, I remember when I transferred in VCU, it was, I was playing at the center mid again, because at Tech I was playing as like a winger and sometimes as a nine. So I was back into a, a role that was more comfortable for me. And I remember I went through my fresh, it was freshman spring still. 
and I had a decent spring towards the end. Like first, it was kind of rocky getting adjusted, but towards the end of the spring, I did really well. And I remember talking to the coaches like, "Oh, you've improved a lot, but most likely you're probably a uh, red shirt." Because uh, I still have my red shirt available, probably red shirt in the fall in 2014. And um, what's that like mentally? That, are you uh, are you when you hear that? Are you disappointed? Maybe I shouldn't have switched schools, or are you kind of okay uh, with it? Yeah, mentally it was a little tough. I was starting to think, well, maybe this was that. That was kind of the how my freshman spring in in 2014 was. There, uh, it was kind of up and down. I was like, oh, I think I'm doing well, and then next thing I know, I I play in the game and things go bad and I'm you know at that point I remember I was in like the second team literally all during spring like nowhere getting near the first team at all and um the fall season comes around in 2014 and I'm in the second group again like almost floating between the third team and second team at times at least the beginning and fortunately I, I did really I came back really confident and I did really well uh, and start of 2014, and I remember, like, still, like, I was, all throughout college, I was always, like, that guy that always had tons of nerves, like, I, I had, like, ups and down nerves, and, like, had to really be in my head at times to kind of keep myself balanced, and I remember there was a, it was a game, that first game of the season, I ended up starting because one of our holding midfielders uh, was injured, so I started, actually, our home opener that year. And I remember um, I played pretty well, but I gave away a penalty. Fortunately, they missed. <laughs> and I was like, well, not only is the red shirt gone, but there goes the rest of this fall. And I, the next game we played, we played another game. I came off the bench, but um, didn't start. And we played UNC. And I remember um, that was a time where UNC was, was – very, I mean, they're always notoriously good, and mm -hmm. I know that was – I'm a nerves guy, so I'm on the bench, uh, like, thinking, like, dang, if I get in this game, like, I have to do well, but this team's very good. Like, I'm kind of nervous. And I think it was, like, seven minutes in, uh, one of our holding midfielders goes down injured, and I'm – I remember uh, Coach Gifford at the time, like, calls for my name. I'm like, wow, I'm really going into this game. Like, I remember I was – Still had those freshman nerves at this time, and I was like, wow, UNC, I played against them before ACC, but this is different. Like, this is, I'm in a role, center mid, like, trying to dictate the game. And I came on, and I played pretty well, like, possibly the best player on the field in the game. And uh, from then on, I was uh, one of the first names on the uh, 11 to, for the rest of the season there. I played, I think I started every game from then on out. So nice. I think Not that was bad. a big turning court in my time at VCU there. It was went from the nerves guy to still being the nerves guy, but felt a little more comfortable after that game. Went from giving up the penalty to being yeah. one of the best players on the field. Yeah, I still get I still get goosebumps thinking about it because I remember as soon as it happened, I it was one of those where the ball was bouncing into the block, box and I went to just go put my foot through it and the guy just kind of got his chest there. And just ran through my thigh and just went down. I, was, I remember looking back in slow motion, ref points. And the first thing I did, like, I tend to do this a lot, like, in college. First thing I did, I mean, a lot of younger players do it. First thing I did is look at the coaches' reactions. And I just see a lot of these on the bench. And I'm like, well, that might do it for me. <laughs> best, uh, best to not see your coach's reaction in those moments. Yeah. <laughs> um, what it were you doing? Out. 
Yeah, it worked out. What were you doing during the uh, the summers of university? So the summers, I well, it kind of leads into my to my future. Really, I remember I spent all my summers. It was a USL team called Richmond. You may know them, Richmond Kickers. I spent all my summers just training with them. And I remember back then, in the moment, I, a lot of my friends were going to like Timbers, U23s, going to Seattle, U23s, like going to a lot of these uh, PDL teams. And, you know, who doesn't want to spend, what college kid doesn't want to spend their summer in like Portland or Seattle when they're from the East Coast? So at the time, I used to really hate it. I was, used to be upset that my coaches would make sure I stayed in Richmond, which I, I'd work out with our strength coach, do tons of fitness all summer. And I trained with, at the time, looking back, was a great experience. I used to play, train with the pro team, like pro guys, day in and day out. It was super high level, which helped me improve a lot. But, you know, as a younger guy, I, I wanted to be in Portland or Seattle. But that's yeah. what I did. <laughs> um, what would you say like prepared you the most through your college? Was it playing for the college team? Was it training with the pro guys? Where did your, your growth and development come from? I, th I think the main point of growth for me was the summers with Richmond. Cause uh, you know, during the, either the Springs in VC or the summers with Richmond where I improved the most. Cause a lot of the times during the fall, like the seasons super fast, like two, three months and it's all focused on your opponent and kind of getting ready and prepping, getting the body right for the weekends and midweek games. So it was tough to kind of have those improvements during the fall and spring. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. The college season is like a sprint. You just, it's such a whirlwind. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then talk about your, your playing um, at college, your training with professionals in the off season. I'm sure that ignites, uh, even more of a passion or desire to want to go professional. Yeah, for sure. Like, I think I would hit a point, especially early in my junior year when I started, I started to think, yeah, man, I can definitely do this. Like I, I talked to a lot of guys that have seen me improve and like, yeah, you, it's a sure thing to happen for sure. If you just keep working. And, I and I remember I came back from, uh, a summer with Richmond Kickers, and I was one of the best players coming back at VCU, but went through some some form dips and ended up finding myself back on the bench again and had to go back through another fight where, you know, once it's always tough when you're in a place where you feel comfortable as a player, you think you're uh, vulnerable or invulnerable to, you know, being that player that's back on the bench, kind of riding that wave, but I think that was my junior year going through that uh, kind of helped me mentally just balance myself because I went to the point where I always had lows that were really low. And then I got to this point where my highs were way too high, where I couldn't kind of cope with, you know, the negativity that may come. So that kind of helped me balance out that experience. Absolutely. Yeah. So then, okay, so you bounced junior years down a little bit, senior year, you come out, you have a much better season personally uh actually the senior year started off kind of similar i i we changed uh at vc we changed our formation and to a spot where we play with a different kind of midfield and 
uh, at the time, the coaches didn't really feel that I was the right guy to be in that uh, look for the team. So we went the first uh, four games of the season, I was on the bench, and we, we started off 0-4, and, and then the win game, the team, we, I think, the rest of the season played every minute but that was another tough point for me where I had to you know keep working keep myself mentally strong and hope that that control the things I could control and hope that it will kind of even its way out which hope luckily it did yeah now that point um because obviously you know it's a it's a pyramid from youth up to professional so if you're in and out of lineups in college does that at all mess with your confidence of professional soccer becoming a reality? Yeah, for, for sure. There were times like, like, like I said, my highs were super high. There were times where I'd, I'd be playing really well. And I think, oh man, like I'm going to be starting for this team, this pro team easily. Like I could do that easy. And then I go through the times where I couldn't see the field or play a minute. And I was being told like, Hey, like you're just not quite the level. And, Hearing that when you used to be the first name on the team sheet was, was tough. So I think, you know, it's a, it's a humbling experience going through those, you know, ups and downs. And it's sometimes good to hear those. But, yeah, it was definitely tough, like, being out of, like, a college line. Because then you start to question yourself. You're like, well, maybe I can't do this. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe I didn't quite know myself as well as I did. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you finished, and obviously, like, I think, you know, from the outside in, it's like, oh, of course, like, you trained with Richmond in the summers of your college. You go to college. You're from that, you know, area. Of course, Richmond is going to sign you. Um, but talk about the process that it went from finishing your college career to that professional contract. Yeah, it was it was tough. So I finished my college career in 2016 went to uh like a couple combines really quick i still had to come back and finish my degree in 2017 so fortunately but unfortunately i went to like columbus crew combine pittsburgh riverhounds and Shaw independence nothing really turned out in my favor so i went back to school and uh richmond was a club i already knew very well and they invited me to come join them from preseason in february where I was able to come back and do my schooling, no problem, and train with them. And I remember talking from February on, I'm like, oh, well, I'll just sign with them, easy. That that's that'll be cool. But, you know, months pass, and I'm just, you know, a practice player, months pass, and next thing I know, it's May. And, I mean, I, I remember um, one of the assistants there, we were warming up one morning, and, like, I, I always, I thought I was pretty consistent with my training there. I was there on time never an issue was consistent with my play and I remember he turns to me and is like so uh what are you doing after you graduate like what are you like what are your plans and in my head you know I still have this my nerves in my head you know from they always will be there somewhat I'm thinking oh man this is him trying to tell me like once I graduate I'm done like like they don't want me here so I just told him I was like oh well I really want to play and I, I gave him you know 
I told him my ambitions that I want. I think I can play at this level, hopefully somewhere, blah, blah, maybe here. I don't know. And he just shook his head. And I was like, oh, crap. I, I might not have said the right things. And, you know, I, I remember talking to my college coach just about it each day. And because this is a long period, February, March, April, May. It's about March, April, May. Sorry. Yeah, it's like three months of just I, training. It's a long time to train with no uh, no, no thing you're working or something that, you know, you know you're going to get at the end of it. Yeah. And I remember talking to some of the senior guys in Richmond and, like, you know, I'm still – like, that's the funny thing about the game is, like, I went from being a senior to being a quote-unquote rookie where I, I have that freshman mentality all over again. So a lot of the senior players like, hey, just go – Coach at the time, Lee Cowshaw. Uh, you're like, go talk to Lee, man. Like, like voice how you what, like ask him how you're doing. What you, can you do to like get that contract if you want it and stuff like that. If you really think that's what you want to do? And I was like, are you sure? Like, I'm I'm too scared to speak to him. And I think I think I did actually talk to him or text him. Probably text him because I was way too nervous to actually go up and approach. And and then I think he talked to me one day and then I'll never forget I was actually it was May May 19th May 19th that I was graduating I was getting my uh, gown and stuff together and I just picked it up and I get a text from the GM uh, Shelly um, and she's like hey um, if you're in town we, we would like you to come by uh, City Stadium we want you to sign a contract and I was like no chance, no way. And I was, I remember right away I called my mom and I was like, I'm going to, I don't, I didn't ask for the figures. I didn't ask for anything. I just went there, drove as fast as I can, like, because I had graduation later that day as well. Like, I had to walk. So it was pretty, it was a pretty cool, cool experience for it to happen that way. I drove there, did, signed everything, didn't read one thing. And that was kind of how my first contract came. So, a memorable day to get very memorable to day. get I your diploma looking, and a contract. Yeah, it was it was very special. I remember looking back and thinking, dang, I always would like talk crap about like having to spend my summers in Richmond, but it ended up being my in my working in my favor for real. It was definitely a blessing to be able to spend each summer there. So Absolutely. that's how the contract came. Yeah, then uh so you you get your first contract uh you're you're a professional player now you have your college diploma things are looking up uh talk about that first season uh so first season was tough um uh i was in the highest place in the world at that point got my diploma got everything i really always wanted to and I remember it was tough to get into the team. I, I thought I was playing well, but at that time there were a lot of quality midfielders in that Richmond team that it made it tough to even, you know, get on the bench in Richmond. So uh, there came a time where I was playing really well. I, I actually, it's a funny situation. I played in a, an exhibition against DC United and I played a, or DC's uh, U23s actually. And I played a crossing and I like jarred my knee in the grass and and it was at a point where like the next couple minutes I couldn't really walk that well and I ended up shaking it off, coming off a bit and coming back on and kinda 
going. I honestly went through the motions because I could barely run. And I was like, oh, well, that's nothing. And I got treatment, talked to trainers. Like, oh, you probably just sprained something in your knee. Blah, blah, like it's nothing serious. And never, I got an x-ray, nothing really was too bad. So I went about business, kept training and I ended up playing well, continuing kind of like mentally I was in a good spot and I ended up getting my first like start and debut kind of out of the blue against FC Cincinnati, of course. And I, I feel like it's just, you know, they want to do it to the nerves guy. They want to put me in 20,000 people there. It was, it was a awesome experience playing in front of that many people, but it was a little intimidating at first going to that place and being the first time I stepped in a pro environment on the field. But I ended up playing really well and uh, coach even Lee spoke to me and said you, you did really well. And um, but after the game, I, I was in a place where I could barely walk, barely, barely run kind of like that same day. And training up to that point was the same way for me. There was times where I jar my knee and I'd be like, wow, I can't walk for the next like five minutes. Like I have to sit down. And I'm the kind of guy where if I'm I'm not, no one's chopping off my legs, I'm gonna try my best to play. So I finally got an MRI after that FC Cincinnati game and it turned out I, I had tore my ACL. So that was kind of a, a shock to me. And, and I remember no one even believed me because after the FC Cincinnati game that, that following week, I didn't train. And it was because I literally couldn't run. And I remember no one, like, I remember Lee was thinking like, oh man, like, how's he not, he just played so well. Like, how's he not training this week? Like, why does he not want to, like, does he not want to train? Like, but then the MRI results came back and I had a torn ACL. So that ended the rookie season right there. Brutal. So tough, yeah. Yeah, that was, I had a ACL, a meniscus that ended up ending my career. It just never healed right. But so you have, you have that. Um, and you go from highs of the high, you play in front of 20,000, ball out. Then now it's injury. It's a long rehab process. Yeah. You don't know, is there a contract waiting at the other side or not? Um, yeah. What What's kind of that rehab process like, specifically uh, more so mentally? Mentally, it was super tough because um, I was in a place where at that point, that was the only pro game I had under my belt. So it wasn't like I was, you know, a, a season player in the league or anything like that. So mentally it was tough. I, I talked to a lot of friends, other players, like even past coaches that told me, hey, man, like it's going to be tough for you to not only go back to Richmond, but anywhere for that because, you know, you're coming back off of ACL. Like I think my recovery time put me back around like the second or third week the season would resume again so it was tough i i went to my end of the year meeting with richmond and you know there was nothing guaranteed they're like oh well, well we'll be open to have you come back for like a trial when when you're healthy again which for me that was that was good news they could have took this turned me away immediately yeah. i went through the rehab process just thinking you know like I'm gonna prove every everyone that made doubt that I come back. I'm gonna prove them wrong, and I come back even better. And fortunately, I went through the rehab process in a pretty good time, and I got back to Richmond right around preseason, around March. 
So went through preseason again, uncontracted, and um, went. It took about another month and a half, and then I finally signed again with Richmond. So that was a pretty awesome experience. That is coming back from that injury and the doubts of whether I'd be done or uh, get to come back. It was it was good to kind of come on the right side of that battle. Yeah, what's it like to play uh, professionally so close to home? It's it's super nice, especially considering that you know I I was at VCU for three to three and a half years, really. So I knew the city well. A lot of the community knew me well as well. I worked, I coached at a place called Own Touch, where I worked with a lot of the local youth players and club like players from different clubs there and like they gave them like technical training and stuff like that so their families would come out to games they knew me well like it was basically yeah it was like my hometown for for the most part being in richmond and it's only an hour and a half away family was able to come up often so it was super special being in richmond for sure absolutely so then you're growing up your soccer career is in a, you know, sort of a, a smaller bubble of, of the U.S. That's you've been playing club there, college there, professional there. Um, tell me, how do you get all the way to Wisconsin? <laughs> yeah, that's first. Off, I want to start by saying Madison is a, is a gorgeous city. Uh, I was picturing a lot more uh, cattle and uh, uh, dry land and just snow around these times always but it ended up being a really nice city but the main way i ended up out here was i had a player that played with me in richmond i don't know if you know him as well neil um he, he played with me in richmond as well and he took up an assistant coaching job here in madison and i remember he contacted me and i was going to this training camp in the off season uncontracted that he told me the head coach would be there. I spoke to him about you and we need uh, a midfield, like a central midfielder. And um, he, he's going to take a look at you, see if he likes you or not. And he ended up coming, watch me play. And fortunately enough, uh, he didn't hate me enough to not offer me a contract. And I made my way out to Madison, Wisconsin. So is it was it difficult to uh, to move out so far away from home? Because obviously, you know, in, in earlier you're talking about being at Virginia Tech, it was harder being away from friends and family. Yeah, it's 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 difficult for sure. Like especially during the times where things, when the times are going well, like for I feel like with anything in life, it's easy to be where you're at. But when times are hard, you know, being so far from home, friends, just familiar faces, it's it's a bit tougher. So. Uh, learning how to deal even more so with my my downs uh, has been a challenge here and something you know been working at. What's uh, what's kind of been your way that you've been trying to work on that? How have you found uh, growth? For me, I think just having a little um, more positive uh, mental talks. Like um, there is often I still do it. Part of, like it's kind of a a yin and yang of how I think I've developed as a player is that I used I have a bad uh, tendency of forgetting my mistakes. Like if I make 
one bad like in college it was terrible like if i made a bad pass on a monday like i'd still be talking about it saturday i was that kind of guy I, was, I wanted to be perfect in everything i did and sometimes it would help me in terms of like locking down and trying to get better and sometimes it would hinder me where my next pass i'm still thinking about the pass from four four minutes ago so i think becoming a little less of a uh, a little better of a critic towards myself has been what's helped me the most in my time here. Um, how are you? You obviously you like Madison as a city. It's a it's good in the summers. You're not there in the winter fully. You get out for a few months. <laughs> um, what's it like playing? Because uh, they're a new newer club now. Um, obviously, they're growing. Their fan base is strong. What's it like playing for them? It's awesome. Like our, like you said, our fan base is is growing and it's it's massive here. Like the community is fully behind the club. The club is behind the community as well, and it's something I think that is rare, not only in the states, but you know, across a lot of leagues in the world, like lower division leagues, that there's so much support behind the team. Like we sell out each game. There's flamingos all around the city there's flags there's everything and it's something i don't know it's, it's a super special special thing to be a part a part of it's kind of hard to even fathom that it's even possible but absolutely what's it what's it like having going from playing with somebody to them being a coach because there's a different dynamic of a relationship it's a it's a little strange to see like i always uh Admire Neil as a player, like his his intelligence as a player. He wasn't, you know, bombing forward, athletic, like running circles around people. But he always seemed like he had time. Like experience plays a big role. But yeah, it's weird having him as a coach because I'm used to Neil. I don't know if you know him very well, but he's an he's an emotional guy. He's passionate. So there's a lot of times in training in Richmond, he come in. And you know, he, he, he'd give someone some strong banter that they may not take well. And, but I think the difference here now is he, he's toned it down a bit in terms of his, his uh, banter and how he unleashes it. And he's more of a, he was a mentor before, but he, he's a really good mentor here now as an assistant and really cares about not only developing the group, but developing each player as well. Awesome. Um, what? Looking back, if you could go back to, you know, 15-year-old self, um, what would be the biggest soccer-related piece of advice you'd want to give yourself? Uh, for me, like my – sorry, my phone's kind of dying a bit. I'm going to charge it. But, yeah, for me, um, the biggest advice I would give myself would be to just um, – whew, that's tough after all I talk about, honestly, it would be just my mentality, just um, trying to be more consistent with that because I think at this, especially at this level, there's, there's very few like putting players apart in terms of like technical ability. I think the biggest thing is mental, their mental preparation before games, training sessions. And, you know, a lot of guys can make a pass from here to there, but it's how often they can do it. And I think a lot more of that is in their head than in their feet. So I think being more cognizant of my mentality at my youth level would, would maybe have made me a super human around these times. So that's what I go back and tell myself.
Okay. I like it. Um, yeah. You touched on, you know, you have nerves. Um, have you found different tricks or something to help you uh, not have the nerves become a negative impact to you on the field? Uh, for me, I've read a couple books. I read a book called Mind Gym that I liked a lot that goes through a bunch of exercises mentally mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, it's a good situations. book. Yeah, it's a good book. And I think that for me, just having a little more like a routine, I like for me, the biggest thing is just my preparation for things like I do extra work off after practice. And I think a lot of that it does help me technically, but a lot of that makes me feel more prepared in moments where it matters. So if I do extra reps passing, it helps me when we do possession. I'm like, well, I've been passing on my own doing this all weekend. This is going to be a breeze. Or even if it's off the field, like my habits, eating, taking care of myself when it comes to fitness and playing longer minutes in games. I think that aspect helps my mentality as well. Absolutely. Um, now you've kind of bunked around, played a couple different roles in the professional career. Uh, how how do you approach in like the off season? What to work on? What to improve on? What's kind of your focus? Um, for me, yeah, it's it's kind of tough going the off season because you know I go somewhere like I went to Florida again to the same training camp, and I'm like, wow, the trainers are like oh well you're playing as a six right and I'm like well now I'm an eight so like what should we do as an eight they'll help me be better and so it's kind of tough sometimes but I think it's good to be so versatile and be able to because I think there's things that I've learned as being as an eight slash ten that I never really thought of as a six that kind of have helped me become an overall better player just like certain movements, knowing how this role works in comparison to another role. But in terms of off-season training, knowing what to work on is just my decision-making. Like I try to work on like the decisions I make, make more of the right decisions more of the time. And and just, I think that's the biggest thing for me at this point in my game is just my decision-making and my consistency and technique and stuff like that. You uh, you trained some with Cause this winter. Yeah, yeah, I played with Cause. I actually went thanks to Eric. I spent a lot of time with Eric and played at Bridges a good amount. So that was always a, that was a great experience going there and being around a lot of good players and Brett and everyone. And do you have do you have a Bridges? If you had a five aside team to create, do you do you have one in mind? Have, okay. Um. Well, I I put myself in it. I put um, Chris Mueller in there. I put Eric in there, of course. See, so, yeah, I I put Reed in there. And let's see, that's four, right? Mm -hmm. Actually, I'll take myself out. That's a little selfish. I put Rich and John in there too. Okay. Rich, yeah. Richard yeah. Olson and Johnny. Yeah. All right. That's a solid so, squad. My boys, they. They took me in a lot, and I'm really appreciative of this offseason in Bridges because I went there, and everyone treated me as if I grew up in Chicago. So that was that was great to be a part of that. Yeah, no, it's a, it's an incredible environment. Absolutely. Um, I appreciate I know you have other things you have to do today, so I appreciate you taking time and sharing your story. Um, 
No problem. I, I like thank you for having me on. Yeah, man. no, I, I, I like it. It's because it's, you know, it's not, you, you have some, some different things. You decide to switch schools. It's not just, I switch schools, I start, everything's, you know, amazing yeah. on the grind. You get your first contract finally, you tear your ACL, you're coming back, you're switching positions, you have to move halfway across the country. Um, but you can see the, the growth of you, not only as a player, but also as a person through it. So I really think that's cool to see. Thank you. Thanks, man. Yeah, man. You have a good day. You too. Thank you. Yep. Bye. Yeah. All right.